Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is Monday Rocks Hot Topics, a podcast all about DJ culture, club nightlife, um, co-hosted by one of my favorite people in the entire live world. I'm pop art painter Jamie yeah. Rocks, by the way. Uh, DJ Miss Monday. Miss Monday, how are you? I am doing pretty fantastic right now. I uh, got a lot of lovely things happening in my life and uh I'm feeling great. How about you? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. It's never, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if your life's like, mine seems, everybody's like, oh, you're always doing so much. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes I'm really not, you know? And then all of a sudden, um, <laughs> you're doing everything at once. You know what I mean? You got a million things going. Um, sure. It's, uh, it's just how it goes, you know, peaks and valleys. It's definitely a peak right now, which is a good thing. Let's knock on wood that it continues. <laughs> well, you definitely, have yeah. Stuff happening. Um, I think, you know, yeah. I, I, for those who don't know, and we have links, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, Miss Monday's uh, Instagram is the best way to uh, keep abreast of everything she's got going on. You have a ton of stuff happening. I mean, it's it's amazing. When do you you going to Detroit in a couple weeks for the movement? Yeah, right? so. That, yeah, that is actually uh, going to be my first time playing in Detroit since I became a house music DJ. And um, I started DJing in Detroit, you know, when I was uh, just an on-air radio personality. And then I kind of got into doing the vinyl stuff as I was leaving Detroit, but I never played out. So this is actually going to be my first gig playing. Really? In the city where I grew up, <laughs> in the, where I, got I thought you were—I thought you were one of the Candyland kids, like DJs. I, I could have sworn that, but that's probably wrong. You were probably hanging out at Candyland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure, you were bad kids, ladies and gentlemen, bad kids. That's all yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> we had fun. We had fun. Oh my God, this is true. So you're playing, you're, uh, no, are you doing one of the parties? Or are you doing one of the events? What What are you, uh, one of the stages? What's What's the deal? So pretty much the whole city becomes a, the festival <laughs> during the Absolutely. And it's not like a remote location like Coachella. It's all immersed into Detroit. Like Detroit becomes a movement. <laughs> and uh, so one of the opening parties that's been going on since pretty much this festival started. <clears throat> the festival actually started um, under a different name. It was a De- mm-hmm. Def, De- Detroit Electronic Music Festival. And I think it might have even gone through another name too. But um, anyways, so this party has been going on like pretty much since the inception of the festival. And uh, <clears throat> through all the name changes and Everything that uh, Detroit's seen, Bank Tech 12 has had their steadfast party at Bookies. Bookies is like a three-story. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's got 
place at DJ booths, like on all the stories. And uh, it's, there's going to be like 40 DJs at this party and uh, it goes for like eight hours. <laughs> and um, nice. yeah, I don't know what, what, what time I'm playing yet, but in a couple of weeks, we're going to be having the, the guy who founded Bank Tech 12 back in the 90s. His name is, uh, well, he, there's one of, he's one of the guys. And he, but I knew him when I was in college too. And, uh, Bill Stacy is his real name, but he goes by DJ Soul. Um, and nice. so he—he's who's going to be on our show the Monday before I leave because I leave on Tuesday to go to Detroit, and I'm going to be going to all kinds of events and stuff that are surrounding the festival, as well as DJing there too. But you know, like Derek May is going to be putting on a party, Booty mm. uh, Man, like all, all those guys. Like, yeah. I'm going to be meet, meeting up with all of them while. I'm out there, so. I want to go. I am jealous. Oh, my God. Hey, for those who don't know, uh, both DJ Miss Monday and I grew up in southeast Michigan, metro Detroit area. Um, and, you know, it's it's weird because people don't, I think people, I don't know people outside of Detroit, well, I'm sure they do, realize. I mean, that's where it all started. You know, that's where it all started. And it was interesting I remember bookies as, and I've been there many times, uh, well, a, a long time ago. Um, but it was a, the weird thing about bookies is bookies was like a rock venue that got converted to electronic music. You know, I mean, it, it just happened. Sure. And, and it's, it's very cool, you know. Um, and it's, there's several clubs like uh, in Detroit that were like that, you know, but bookies was, is the grandfather. It's the granddaddy of them all, man. That is the place to be. And you're playing there. How cool is that? How exciting. Yeah. He saw Detroit history. So being oh, part lots of, of ghosts it. in there, girl, lots of ghosts in there. Oh man. How cool. How yeah. cool. Well, movement for those who don't know also, I, I, probably glean this by now movement is the place it, it is like uh, ultra here in miami it is it, it is the big I, it, actually i think it's a little cooler than ultra and i'm not throwing shade at ultra i mean ultra is great you know it, it's it's a mark two um no i shouldn't say that that's mean to say but yeah. um you know it's Detroit, though, has that soul. And people say what they want about Detroit. And believe me, I'm one of Detroit's biggest critics. You know? <laughs> I will go through Detroit and say, I saw a car burning there. I saw a man on fire yeah. over there. You know, I've seen it all. And Detroit, I don't know if it still is. It was a rough town when we were younger. But um, the thing is, is, it had that electronic soul to it. And it just, you can't, you know, people used to come from all over the world just to get the vibe there and learn how to do this. Um, yeah, Detroit is, it, cool. Detroit is 100% a vibe. It's, yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, I, I still have a lot of friends in Detroit, and I never lost that relationship because it's music. Like, this is the music scene. And right. I kept my friends from the wave days to, to today, currently. So I have, you know, my family's out there, too, so my sisters will go with me. Um and, uh, yeah, it's going to be great just to uh, be immersed in the Detroit scene again. And then I'll be going to some, some parties that are, I don't know, I don't even know if I'm going to go to the festival. We'll see how it goes. Um, there's so many good right. parties that go on. Around <laughs> that, that, yeah, how that I, goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. 
That's awesome. I just had um, out of Toronto, DJ uh, Sydney Blue, um, big oh, house nice. DJ out of Toronto there. And I had her on my, my, my normal show, uh, Pop Rocks Radio. And um, she, uh, we were talking, she's going to be playing one of the parties at Movement. And we were talking yeah. a little bit, you know, one of the things I'll tell you, I used to go, you know, back in the day, folks, I mean, I was going to goth clubs and all this and that, and that was fine. But really, the fun, I would go to te- these techno clubs, these techno parties. It really wasn't a club. Mm-hmm. You, it would be a big warehouse. You might have a strobe light in there. I mean, there weren't holograms yeah. and lasers, you know. Yeah. I, those types of clubs I did not go to until, you know, later in life when I had a little more money and I was, going, I was hanging out in Vegas, L.A. and places, um, you know, going to fancy, yeah. uh, you know, million-dollar light shows type yeah, you know, and doing mm-hmm. VIP tables and shit. There were no VIP tables at the at the techno uh, parties and whatnot, and and the rave parties uh, from the '90s and, and this and that. But I'll tell you, I had more fun at those clubs and oh, yeah. warehouses. It was raw. You know, it, it was, was pure experimental. Yeah, scene. absolutely. Yeah, it was a fun. You still have fun scene in to your be chest, good. man. And, Sweat, you know, you yeah. those dress to sweat yeah. parties. Oh my god, yeah, they were great, great, yeah, you know? fantastic. Well, yeah, congratulations, man. That's a big feather in your cap. That, you know, yeah. that's well, that's you know, DJ royalty actually, right there, yeah, for sure. And and I, I definitely hope to also start working on more collaborations with some of these people in Detroit. I mean, it's good. I'm going to be meeting with a lot of people when I'm there. So this is just really exciting. And, um, you know, and also, so now the uh, guest that we're going to be having this evening, he does parties in in Austin, Texas, which Austin is another music. Which is the cool. And yeah. And, um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's there's so much history there too with music and um, so he's he started this party called Secret Disco Society. Um, well, I'm not sure exactly when he started it, but I went to one of his parties when I was in Austin for South by Southwest this year, and uh, my friend introduced me to him because I had mentioned that it'd be cool to start doing some like multi-city events. So Tanner also has that same vision. And so we are going to be bringing uh, the Secret Disco Society party to Los Angeles. And, um, and then we're going to start doing it in other cities as well. So nice. let's get Tanner on. Nice. Absolutely. I'm, I'm smiling and dialing right now as we speak. Yeah. All right. I feel good. I'm getting the things. I don't even read the number out loud anymore. Put people's numbers on blast. I don't do that. <laughs> there What's he going is. on? Mr. Freeman. How you got it right. I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, man. That's, I've heard fries and all sorts, of, all sorts of weird ones. I'm doing wonderful on a Monday night. Yeah. Nice. Thanks for coming on the show. Nice. No, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, guys. Oh, I was just telling Jamie absolutely. about, uh, yeah, about uh, um, the, your 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 brainchild, the Secret Disco Society parties, and how you uh, had envisioned making it a multi-city event, and so it's actually happening. Like, this, you you do your regular Austin events, but we're doing one in L.A. I know. I'm I'm stoked on my birthday, too. 
Yeah, we um we kind of snuck that third word in our name, you know, Secret Disco Society. Most people just call it Secret Disco. It's that's kind of the house name, but that society yeah. is on purpose. You know, it's it's more of a more of a community. And so the end goal is to take it global all across the world and connect the crowd, connect DJs, connect artists, venues, brands, you know, who cares? So, yeah, this is a pretty cool step. I appreciate uh, all, all your help. You had everything to do with it. So. That's awesome. I, I, uh, yeah, Austin's I a cool town, though, you know? Didn't surprise you. Spent time like Pardon me? Yeah, you, you spent some time here? Pardon me? You spent some time in Austin? Oh, you know, not enough, not enough. I tell you, every time, I'm such a tourist. I, I, I go to Austin, and this was years ago. I don't know, a few years ago. Eh, probably 15 years ago. Um, but, man, you know, I did Sixth Street. I was very impressed with Sixth Street, but it was, you know, I'm hanging out at Honky Tonks and stuff, you know. I'm, I'm talking to off-duty cops, you know. I, yeah, I met this girl. I was buying her shots, and then I find out she's a cop. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> but she was nice. She was nice. Anyway, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's got a very, yeah, I, it was, yeah, it's got a very unique culture. I didn't know there were cool stuff like you're doing, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's um once you actually get in Austin, uh, it's kind of a small town. Everybody knows everybody that's that's actually here, which is really cool. I think uh, I was here for about six months, and it was during it was during South by Southwest, the the big festival, and ran into someone I knew from college. Um, that I had played basketball against. And I was like, oh, what are you doing in mm-hmm. town? And she's like, oh, my sister lives here. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And got introduced to her sister. And I think the next three weekends in a row, I saw her out randomly at bars. So it's just like, <laughs> how many times were we in the same venue and had no clue who was who? Was who. So that's kind of awesome. It's got a really cool, lively, you know, bar hopping culture where, you know, there's really not that many spots to go to downtown. There's the, the three regions of 6th Street. There's Rainy Street. You know, and then there's kind of the the underground scene, and that's about it. So it's it's not hard to run into your friends, which I think is the coolest part. Yeah, I noticed when I was there, um, I because Gavin, who I who I who introduced me to you, Tanner, um, he knew everybody and he, everywhere we went. Like it was just, I could tell there's like that, that there's like a you know the scene like kind of everybody goes to the same spots and those. So it's um. It's a nice yeah, I mean, it's Gavin, like a, a city. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Gavin. Gavin's even worse than me. Gavin knows everybody. You can uh, I don't even think you can go to the grocery store without him running into seven people, so <laughs> I called him the mayor of Austin. That's good. I said uh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. But I mean, you know, it's a it's a big city with the small town feel. It's um you know, very nice. So, um, so what, what, where, where did you come up with the idea of Secret Disco Society? Like, what's behind the name? What's, you know, how, how does this tie into everything? Yeah, let's get, let's get right into it. Um, it's, I love the story, um, and I appreciate you guys having me on here again. I haven't really had a chance to, you know, tell the full, full Secret Disco story, but um, the reason it's called Secret Disco is because it started during the middle of a pandemic. Uh, we were, <laughs> we were throwing a New Year's party at a friend's house. And most people here, young professionals, it's expensive as can be downtown. So, I mean, we only had one good friend that's got a house. And was throwing a New Year's party. We probably had like 30 people going there going there for New Year's. And uh, he ended up going back home to the East Coast and got COVID back home. So, ended up having to quarantine in his parents' mm-hmm. attic for two weeks. Um, oh. So, we, didn't, we weren't left with too many options. You know, we didn't want to throw a party at his house without him being there. 
that's not the right thing to do. Uh, we didn't have we didn't have anybody else with the house. You know, there wasn't a single venue open just because of because of the pandemic. So uh, me and my girlfriend Brooklyn are kind of kind of looked at as mom and dad with the group. You know, anytime we're doing something social, we're the first people anybody calls, and they kind of expect us to throw something together. So we started asking around. Uh, one thing led to another. Uh, we found a warehouse of a, a local company uh, dance studio that was just, you know, doing everything they could to, you know, get through the get through the pandemic and keep the doors open and a mm. uh, really cool warehouse, you know, just a small, small, intimate warehouse mirrors on one side because it's a dance studio. And we're like, well, what can we do to help you out? And uh, can can we use your space to have some people over? So the very first one was on 48 hour notice. We had one DJ play for six hours straight. <laughs> so <laughs> Preston stepped up and uh, there he was actually he was actually playing at the show you were at. So that was his first time back uh, since our very first show with us. So it's pretty awesome to have have Preston on there. Um, played like the whole six cool. hours. BYOB, you know whoever wants to show up, you know on two days notice, and we're like, hey, everybody throw in ten bucks so we can, you know, throw it back to this dance studio. Um, ended up having right. like 70 people had, had like 70 people show up, you know, just overnight and everybody had just talked about how, you know, we had a lot of personal conversations that night and, you know, there were some people that were struggling and were just like, I needed this. I really needed this. I'm so glad to connect. And, you know, just about every single person who showed up at that, that event that night ended up being friends, which, which we thought was really cool. So the first thing they said is let's do it again. So we did, uh, you know, a Valentine's Day event in February had, you know, over a hundred people show up to the same studio. So it's pretty cool because we found out that, you know, we can, we found a way to put some money in the dance studio's pocket, some money in the DJ's pocket, you know, some money in a bartender's pocket, all these people who've been struggling like crazy for a year and a half. And we found out that, nice. you know, our crowd was starting to get really close and we were, making all these connections that would have would have never happened before and so that's kind of how it was born so secret disco was because you know we had to keep these events word of mouth only pretty private even though you know texas was fairly loose fortunately um, but yeah after doing it for a couple of months texas opened wide out wide open and then we had you know a number of venues who'd heard about us and what we were doing and heard our crowd and invited us to do oh, events yeah. at their spot and Every time we went to a venue, they thanked us, not us, they thanked our people. You know, they're like, we had no trouble. Your people were so nice. They tipped like crazy. You know, you guys are welcome back anytime. And we just started, you know, connecting our people that way and came up with the slogan, turn a crowd into a community, you know, because I don't, I don't know much about, you know, music. I'm not a music expert. I'm not a production, a sound expert. I'm not even an event expert but i think there's something super powerful about a group of people and that's what we found and so we just we just took it and ran with it well you've got the key right there i'll tell you i've been to many parties all over the world many events over the years and the big thing and i've known a million producers or promoters i should say and the big thing that it takes a while for, for it to click with people is exactly what you guys did. The ven you took care of the venues and the venues were happy with you. You know, if everybody's happy, everybody's making a little bit of money, having a good time, there ain't a bunch of bullshit happening, they will invite mm-hmm. you back. And for those listening out there that want to throw a party, 
write that down 10 times because that's the key. <laughs> Keep your venue happy. No bullshit. You know, seriously. And uh, Tanner, you did it, man. That's cool. Miss Monday and I are sitting there listening to this, and I, I can I can hear her gears turning in her head because we're remembering. You remember those word-of-mouth uh, parties we used to go to, Miss Monday? You know, those are the best sure. ones, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a, a lot of promoters, you know, yeah. a lot of promoters, too, you'll hear about, you know, what's your goals, right? And they'll say, oh, I hmm. want to throw this giant van at the biggest venue, or I want to throw a festival, I'd rather throw a hundred person event in a hundred different cities, you know, all under, all under the same label, all thinking, you know, there are those people are under one team. I think that's way more powerful than having, you know, so many people at one event that, you know, who's who it's, it's just a cluster. So that's kind of, that's kind of what motivates me personally. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you're kicking ass, man. (laughs) Yes. You're going to really kick ass when you, team up with Miss Monday. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous of you two. I think, I think she can attest, too. It's exactly how she, how she met me. You know, if you, uh, again, if we're talking about, you know, other promoters, you know, they're super proud of their event, you know, and they, they're looking for that light, so they're up there on the stage the whole time hooting and hollering, you know, pouring, <laughs> pouring bottles mm-hmm. down their mouth and all that. Whereas, you know, ask Kara, where were, where were me and Brooklyn? We're just running around meeting people, and no one would have any clue that we were the ones who threw the event because we're just the trying crowd. to connect. Everybody. So, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's, that's where we're at. We got asked to throw, you know, a couple high-end events, and I was like, hey, I'd rather party with the peasants than, you know, sit sit in the bright lights at the penthouse. You know, I just I just like people, and I think well, people are so interesting. Stories are so interesting, and, you know, we like to do something that's, that's inclusive where people – Again, people can associate it and feel like it's just as much theirs as it is ours. Absolutely. And if you can make everybody feel like a rock star, everybody's going to be happy. They like that because they're not used to that. You know, they're, they're used to, <laughs> oh, well, if you pay, believe me, come to Miami. That's all Miami is. You know, we just had this big Formula One event here, and I'm, I'm watching this stuff and, and checking it out, this and that. And all the parties, all the clubs that we're doing, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's $100 a head to get in, and tables start at five grand. i am like, you guys are making a mistake there. You're, you're going for short money is what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good community, like you said, will con- that party won't be an event. It won't be a one-off event. It'll be a continuing event, and, um, and you make it in the long game. At, very smart, Tanner, very smart. I'm very impressed. I'm sure it's good. Not easy on this Monday, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just more trying to stay true to myself. You know, I I grew up in, in North Dakota where it's, you know, very, very family-based, very community-based. You know, that's – it's cold as hell up there, so that's all you have is is the people you're you're close to. Um, you know, people up there have a reputation, you know, of that, that old, you know, German hospitality. So I try to echo that. You know, I try to be myself. I don't want to, you know – put on nicer pants than I'll, I'll normally wear on a Wednesday or, you know, some fancy dress shoes. I try to try to stay true to myself. So hopefully everybody, you know, that's with me can keep me humble and we can keep doing this the right way. Cause I mean, I think that's the way it'll grow is if we stay, stay true to ourselves and that kind of starts with us. Well, you know, the, the event, the event we're going to be doing here in LA, um, 
we're teaming up with, uh, I, I brought another LA promoter that so is really good about here too. I'll have Tom on the show sometime too, but so Tom, Tom's actually, he's very humble too. He's a really, really nice guy. And, you know, he's managed to make it. He, he does multi-city events, which is why I told Tanner, I said, this is like the person that you could, you know, uh, help facilitate your concept. So anyways, you know, he, he likes Tanner. There's people coming at Tom left and right, trying to get, you know, right. trying to get him to team up with him because he's got such a huge following in, in multi-cities. But, you know, here comes humble Tanner. <laughs> that's been one of the coolest part is just connecting with people and it's uh when people get excited they introduce you to really cool people that are very similar and uh, personally i'm not one of those people who you know to recharge goes out in the woods and get some time alone like if i want to recharge i go downtown and i watch people move in and i feed off that energy i want to hear hear car horns and i want to see someone working harder than i am and so getting a chance to meet people like that and get introduced to people like that is by far been my favorite part of this whole thing. No, absolutely. So, absolutely. And so, well, go ahead, Miss Monday. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just, I like the other thing about the, the, the uh, like another arm of his concept is also going to be eventually you, like turning it into a label type of a situation. So that mm. music will get produced. And, and so it's, it's going to become more community driven that that way as you bring the artist actually into it to expand the the vision. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things I noticed and that I got super passionate about was, you know, we worked with 50 DJs our first year, and almost all of them are local. And, you know, some of them are really good at marketing themselves. Some of them are just really, really good artists, and they just want to play music, right? And so kind of one of the big picture things I look at is, all right, well, there's also people that are really, really good at marketing. So how do we get them involved? How do we get people that are, you know, really good at booking and at graphics and all that kind of stuff where people can focus on their communities and just focus about connecting people and artists can just focus on being really, really good, you know, where we can use all the right people to collab and team up and then again feel like they're part of something and make something really big. So, yeah, I mean, that would be a really cool goal in the future to have, you know, a bunch of artists working with us, connected with all the different, you know, societies in each city. And, you know, how cool is that if, you know, you're traveling to Austin and you got a place to play and you can kind of incorporate that in your trip or you're traveling to LA and you see that there's a show and you can go there and know that, you know, when you walk in, someone's going to introduce themselves, even if you're a stranger, you know, if we can, if we can build the right culture. Brilliant. It's brilliant. I tell you, you see that uh, done well, done done very well, a very similar concept is uh, my comedian friends. Um, you know, there, there's various uh, comedy clubs, Laugh Factory is one, you know, there's all different ones and they have different branches in different cities. And these guys almost get on a, and gals almost get on a circuit and they can go around yeah. and, and play it. And you could, if you could take that same concept with DJ. And, uh, and people know what they're getting. They're like, hey, when I'm going up here on vacation or whatever, or I'm here on business, I definitely want to check out, you know, go down uh, to the club there, to the uh, Secret Society, uh, the Secret Disco Society, and, uh, and, and see what's hot. Because they know something cool is going to be going, you know? It isn't like, well, maybe yeah. something's going on. No, something's going on. 
just saying if if I was an investor, I'd be writing you a check, Tanner. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. I, I'm not. But, uh, yeah. the, uh, the business side is one thing that will come and, you know, figure out, like I said, our our focus hasn't been about that. It's just been about connecting people. And, and we know that will all come eventually. So we're just doing doing the best we can with what we have and having a blast doing it. That's the that's the way to that's, that's awesome. the way to do it. Um, yeah, it, it, it was also it was also um, so Tom who who we're doing the party with here in LA with Wicked Paradise. They uh, nice. he's never done any parties in Austin, so you know he'll, he'll he now can do a party in Austin too with when he wants to bring his crowd. Right. Because like like maybe uh, during uh, Austin City Limits ACL in, in October, maybe that could be a, the time to do an event with like you know, in, in collaboration with Wicked Paradise because you know they have outreach into multiple U.S. cities, so a lot of people who are traveling will be in Austin, which they would know the name of Wicked Paradise already. So it could be a cool opportunity to have that collaboration maybe during that festival or something like that, you know? Yeah, and the world is just yeah. opening up more and more. So um, I think the coolest thing about music is it's a universal language. So what better way to connect connect the globe than through music? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that type of attitude, it ain't going to be long before, you know, uh, the Caribbean clubs and everybody else is, Wanting you guys to roll in, you know, because um, you're doing all the work and you're making it a good time and you're a good hang. Brilliant strategy. Um, you know, that's how you play the game. Yeah, there's so many possibilities. It's just about, you know, connecting with the right people, people going forward, which which we're obviously trying to do right now. So, mm-hmm. so, that's, so um, that's cool. Yeah, so, so uh, Tanner, like – um, I had introduced him. Oh, actually, so, I, uh, you, you know, Jamie, I don't know if you remember when we had Ken Christensen on the show and talked about his app that he's making called Session, the music right. app. Well, well, anyway, mm-hmm. so the music app is uh, is finally uh, about, you know, like a few months off from actually launching. They got, they've already got like 6,000 people signed up on the platform for when they launch, and they'll have more even before it <laughs> launches. But, um, but so... Uh, because that's based in Austin also, and Tanner is based there too. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I could easily see these two, you know, um, teaming up together to ca- cross promote. Like the Secret Disco Society can be doing like sessions events, you know, and session will be a global uh, app for musicians with uh, having artist profiles and um, the ability to make music on, on the app and stuff. So if anything, he might even be able to get Ken to to um, let them be like the feature something, you know, yeah. in the app. So there's just, there's so much possibilities with all this stuff going on right now. It's, it's, it's looking good. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be working with Ken on that app too, like uh, just helping them grow the audience and, and things like that. So, so we're all going to be working That's amazing. for the, the greater good here. So it's, a lot of good things <laughs> in the world. Well, that's that's so inspiring, you know. I mean, I think there's people out there that just are blown away by this, you know. So cool. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, Tanner. Oh, I was going to say, how long long have you been in the industry? 
Who, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, this he... must have you, so I'm curious how long, uh, how long you've been oh, doing Oh, no, it. I'm... Hannah, I'm not in the industry. I'm just, I'm a retired club rat. I never, I threw a couple parties once in a while. I figured out very early on, I always had much more fun going to the party than putting the party. It's too much work for me. Um, <laughs> you know, and there's so many people that are better at it. <laughs> no, I'm just one of the bodies. That's all. He's a professional painter. Like, he makes a living doing pop, pop art. Yeah. That uh, yeah. just means he's an experienced expert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm an old man. I've been going to clubs since I was 15, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Well, how'd, but, how'd you guys but, uh, You know, um, I actually met Jamie, Jamie when uh, he was, we were both living in San Diego for a, a time. And uh, mm-hmm. I took a little break from LA for a few years and moved down to San Diego. And I met him down there. Um we, we yeah, were in the out. same circle. Yeah, and then just became friends. And he told me about his podcast uh, a few years ago. <clears throat> and, and this was after I had, like, relocated back to Los Angeles. And and uh, he had moved to Florida. So um, we hadn't even really seen each other, but we started doing this. <laughs> and so, Absolutely. Um, we back, when I first met DJ Miss Monday, you were doing, it was the coolest thing ever, everybody. She was, you know, everybody's, everybody, it's so funny. Everybody's like, uh, they talk about branding and whatnot. What you don't know, 15 years ago, the word branding really wasn't a thing. And I mean, it was, the, the idea was there, but it didn't really have a, uh, you know, you didn't have brand ambassadors. This is back in the MySpace days. Um, yeah. And Miss Monday <laughs> had started a fashion label like a house, like a fashion house, you know, and um, was doing stuff. Who does that? You know, most people go to work at a fashion label or something. They might branch off on their own. She's just like, eh, I don't got time for that. I'm just going to start my, the whole thing right here. And yeah. I was very impressed. I was like, because I had kind of done that in the art world. And, um, you know, when, you know how it is, Tanner, you mentioned, you said, I like to see people working like I do. I'm the same way, mm-hmm. man. When I see somebody bust, hustling and, and making it happen, I'm impressed. And what can I learn from this person, you know? Exactly. Miss Monday is one of those people. And it's she's inspiring. Always been yeah, it's, yeah I'm, I, I, I definitely am an entrepreneur. So, um, But, yeah, so, you know, Tanner, actually, Tanner, tell me what you do for your full-time job. I mean, he actually has, like, you know, the regular job. He has a regular job but uh, uh he's not just a party <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's I mean, again that's the crazy thing like i'm no music expert i'm no event expert i just have always loved connecting people but no i've got a i just do this on the side i've got a full-time full-time job my degree's in civil engineering construction management a little minor in math while i was at it uh up in south dakota i went to engineering school up in uh up in south dakota got my degree so yeah i was building tunnels for a couple years was building skyscrapers for the last seven and um through secret disco i was super fortunate to to meet a guy um who we threw a bunch of events at his space which is a really well-known eclectic spot in austin it's kind of where where all the famous people come here and hide because they can kind of fit in without you know everybody running up and talking to them and so i just thought this guy was a bar owner 
He just thought I was an event promoter. Um, he found out I was an engineer, and I found out he owned the bar because he built the damn thing and turned it from an office cubicle yeah. to you know one of the best best known bars you know, in Austin where where Quest Club nice. hanging out you know whatever and all that and so he go you know he he talked to me sat me down kind of told me what he'd like to do but you know with everything that's on his plate it's kind of hard for him to build a whole bunch more stuff but he's right. got all these opportunities knows anybody and everybody in town so I should just switch to doing more um, art music bar um, venues in town so I I literally get to build my world here in Austin over the next you know who knows how long which I'm super excited about so I've been doing that for the, for the whole year, and I've been I've had way more fun than building all the big stuff that I used to build. So, um, yeah, that's that's a full time <laughs> job. And I'm gonna I'm gonna build some you know some places that I'm gonna definitely be throwing some events in. And yeah, yeah there I'll, you go. <laughs> I'll be building building some of the coolest coolest stuff in Austin with the coolest people in Austin. So, um, the amount of work we got on our plate already is crazy. What's what's coming up and who we're working with is. It's so cool. So, yeah, that um, that was definitely an extra plug into the city that I couldn't have couldn't have asked for a better opportunity. So I'm pretty thankful for for Antonio and that crew over there. Oh, that's fantastic! So, I'll tell you, Tanner, my uh, father-in-law, civil engineer. It's funny, my whole family, my uh, my wife's father, um, her sister, her sister's husband, all civil engineers. And I'll tell you, folks, something about civil engineers. They're very good at attention to detail. They love attention to detail. Um, yeah. Have to be. Uh, yeah, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> Details matter, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> I'll be. I mean, I'll be honest. Most civil engineers are absolutely boring as can be. <laughs> you know, fortunately, you know, are are the probably most social of all the engineers. But I mean, right. um, it's very, very rare to, for me to be a civil engineer and a hyper creative. I mean, originally I wanted to be an architect, which fits my personality a lot better. I just can't draw. So I got into <laughs> a very good architecture program and I could come up with these ideas in my head, but I just flat out couldn't put it to paper. Uh, but I could do the math. You know, that was that was so easy for me. And so that's actually how I ended up going into engineering. So, yeah, the secret disco was kind of my creative outlet just because you know my job building skyscrapers cool. you know you color outside the lines and that's when mistakes happen and when you're, when you're building heavy construction mistakes kill people you know which is the scary thing about it and so you know my job was so black and white by the book between the lines uh it this was really no, fun to just get out create whatever i want so Probably probably took it too far in the best way possible. You know, every one of our events has a theme. Every one of our events has three or four DJs. Every, you know, one of our events has some noxious marketing campaign or video that I pull, you know, who knows. So, so, That's cool. so uh, what, That's sky, cool. what skyscrapers did you do? Are they in Austin or are they, uh, are they elsewhere in other cities? Uh, every every skyscraper I work for the most part is in Denver and Austin. So I was in Denver for four years before I moved to Austin three and a half years ago. Um, nice. I did the up with the Chase Center out in California, the new uh, Golden State Warriors Arena. That was probably the yeah. most you know iconic project I worked on. Um, just finished a 33 story here in Austin. Was about to start a a 56 story 
uh, before I switched jobs. So, I mean, it was it was cool. Tunnels tunnels were really cool just because you know nobody nobody knows what's really going on underground. You know, you can kind of watch a skyscraper get built, you know, and and kind of see what's going on. You know, when you're a hundred feet underneath Toronto, you know, no one has a clue what's going down what's going on down there. So that was that was yeah. pretty cool. But um, I've always loved going to work. I've always loved my job. Um, never called in sick a day to work. <laughs> never never missed a day. Uh, when I left my job, I had six weeks of paid time saved up just because <laughs> didn't didn't take much time. You know, I always always liked what I did. So. It worked out. Denver's a crazy town. Denver, Denver's got a very weird. I mean, I've been to some good parties, like uh, like underground parties though, like in Cherry Creek and whatnot. Big. Last time I was in Denver, big underground drum and bass scene going on there. Um, just very innovative, you know. I was like, wow, this is a, this is happening in Denver. It's amazing. Um, yep. Good time, so good yep. time. Denver's Denver's a very unique city, you know. It's just it's not too far away from everything, you know, where it's a, it's a hub where a lot of people right. move there just close enough to home for anybody in Ohio, Indiana, Minnesota, the West coast, you know, Arizona, where they can still bounce you can, you back, yeah. home. Yeah. But it's, it also ends up being a little more, you know, clicky where you do have that comfort of that group from back home. Whereas Austin, we're also stinking far away from home. It's like, you don't have a choice, but connect with who you got, you know? So I think that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the cool, about the culture here is as long as you're not an asshole, they'll welcome you in with open arms. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Love That's why I love Austin. You know, because Miss Monday will tell you, I I'm, never... I'm old. I have no patience for assholes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that was my first thing to go. I'm like, oh, why am I putting up with I this? Um, that quote, but. Matthew McConaughey went on Jimmy Fallon when Jimmy Fallon came here to UT and he had one of the coolest quotes about the culture in Austin that I'm not even going to try to say because I wouldn't do it justice, but you got a chance to look it up. Um, yeah, he basically was saying, you know, Austin's got this, this cowboy culture, but, you know, it's a unique attitude where it doesn't matter who you are, you're welcome here. Nobody's nobody's too good and everybody's good enough, which which I thought was awesome. That's cool. That is Yeah, cool. I got that vibe. What's that mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Depending on how many you were down for, uh... Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. I said it depends on how many of you Californians move over here. Kara, <laughs> keep them away. Oh, they're moving everywhere. Hey. They're moving everywhere. Well, we're all going to well, start no, moving back. Ken, Ken, Ken I, I'm going to probably end up having to move out here to work with Ken, you know, because I'm going to be working for the app. Company, so that's true. Oh, well, damn. There's worse places to be than Austin, Texas, Miss Monday. <laughs> I know. Oh no, I, 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 I it was my first time going there in uh, South by Southwest, and I, I, I really enjoyed the, the energy of everybody there. Everybody was super cool. It's just like the whole. There's a lot of outdoor activity there, that, which I love. Like I'm a hiker, and. Um, so I know there's plenty of that. So yeah, I know I've been talking about scene. moving I'm out. Colorado, there. you can't count this as hiking. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I haven't even it's gone. Just walking through the mall and it's just dirt instead of concrete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, that well, so, so funny. are you gonna? Are you eventually gonna want to try to like make a venue that that is your vision 
uh, Tanner or or something like that, or like something that's like would, would be like unique to you? Big project. Yeah. So you know where we go with it is a great question. Um, one, I think it's cool that we're homeless because we've met a lot of people and we've connected with a lot of people, good and bad, um, and mm-hmm. learned a lot. You know, the hard way. We've got some awesome advice and worked with some great people. Uh, but it would also be really cool to kind of have our own spaces all across the world. I think that would be something unique. I think that'd be something really cool. I think you could kind of curate a similar vibe all across the country and, you know, give some people a really cool space to hang out, Um, whether it looks the same everywhere, whether each, you know, city has its own unique personality, Um, something we're a long ways away from, but not something that we, you know, are burying and haven't thought about. I think, uh, a space would be really cool. Awesome. So how did you, did you move to Austin for work or did you, did you want to relocate to that city? Yeah, I, uh, I, I moved with the same company I was with in Denver. Uh, they decided they wanted to start an mm. office down in Texas, uh, based out of Austin. And they picked me to kind of come, come down here and help it out. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a choice. Um, I guess I could have stayed if I really mm. wanted to, but it was a pretty cool opportunity for me. I'd never been in Texas at all. The only time I'd ever stepped foot in Texas was my ninth grade year of high school when I went on a mission trip to Juarez, Mexico and spent, you know, 30 minutes in El Paso before we crossed the border. Like that was, that was my entire, you know, experience in Texas. I didn't even know, um, but had heard awesome things. I was in Denver and a lot of people in Denver, you know, talked about how it has a lot of similarities and has a really cool, cool culture that was the same. So, I didn't hesitate. I was really excited to come down here. That's awesome. It's definitely a different uh, vibe than any of the other surrounding cities, right? Like Dallas or San Antonio. Yeah, I had no clue about that. Um, I guess I moved a lot. Like when I did tunneling, I was in seven cities in two years. Um, and then threw on the top, you know, Denver and Austin. So I was used to moving and just kind of having no clue I was there, but just going and experiencing it. You know, fortunately, I was in all those cities for at least a few months. So I kind of knew what it was like to experience the city's culture without, you know, just being a tourist. Um, so yeah, I didn't, mm-hmm. really, I didn't really look into it that much. Um, I just heard good things and came down and then, you know, quickly found the difference between, you know, San Antonio, Dallas, Houston. And I'm very fortunate that I'm in Austin. It fits my, fits my pedigree way more. Yeah. So, so oh, yeah, you were in when you were in Toronto, were you? Uh, what were those tunnels being dug for? Like, what is? I mean, what are they? You, you just, is it so that buildings can have interconnections underground when it's not? You know, like for when it's cold or. It was so cold that I was there for five months. I was there October to March. Perfect mm. timing, right? Oh <laughs> man! Uh, <laughs> fortunately, when you're 100 feet underground, it's like 80 degrees naturally. So that wasn't too bad. It's kind of funny when the guy would uh, haul the dirt out and the locomotive out where it could get dumped, and he'd come back in just covered in snow, and we're sitting there in T-shirts, you know, working away for 12 <laughs> hours at a time. But that was a, that was a subway expansion in Toronto. So they got a really good underground system. They got a whole underground city in Toronto, um, plus the subway is really efficient, so are their buses. So that's what I was doing was a tunnel, was a subway tunnel. Nice. Nice. The sea is lower, a- but the opposite direction. Very cool, man. I I knew what I wanted to do. Just 
growing up in North Dakota, right, there's just nothing there. You know, we've got, I think, one building in my hometown over, like, seven stories, and that's the capital. So everything was pretty small. I remember my first trip, I was probably in middle school, maybe just before, to Minneapolis. It was about six hours away. And I was just enthralled with how big everything was and the scale and how, you know, someone could build that. I I always knew that I wanted to build big stuff. No, that's crazy. Well, I that's guess crazy. Yeah, that folks, translates. Spider-Man would be in trouble in North Dakota. <laughs> he would need a horse. Oh. That's right. He would need a horse. What was the, po- spider horse. What was the population of, uh, of your uh, hometown where you grew up? So I grew up, I grew up just outside the big city. Um, the second biggest town in North Dakota is Bismarck, where I'm from. And there's probably like mm-hmm. 50,000 or so people when I was there. And I was the second biggest. Wow. Um, I think it's probably it's probably over 70,000 now, growing like crazy. The I went to a small Christian school, and so I graduated with like 28 kids. And that was pretty normal wow. up there. I think they, they divided sports. Uh, the cutoff was – they just had two classes, A and B. That was it. They The cutoff was A&B. 300 kids. Yeah, A and B, 300 kids, 9 through 12. And there was only wow. 16 schools in the whole state that had over 300 kids in the whole high school, you know, and there was 100 or 200, you know, small schools. So it's um, definitely a different culture up there. I'm super happy I got to, you know, call it home and, you know, stay where I grew up. Um, but I don't have any desire to go back, that's for sure. <laughs> I hear you. Now, do your folks still, your family still live up there, or do they have they relocated down to Austin to – to be closer to junior. They're, they're still crazy enough to, uh, to call it home up there. So my parents no, both love to work. Happy. Yeah, my you. parents, I don't even, I don't see either of them retiring ever just because my mom is, has worked her tail off her whole life. My dad's the same way. My dad's a cowboy. Mom's a, mom's a principal. So I don't know. I think, you know, maybe they'll get out of there, but they, um, they sure like yeah, to call Yeah, they're probably home. happy. When was Easter? Two, three weeks ago? Nope. They yep. they had flights down here, and they ended up getting delayed a couple of days because they got 24 inches of snow overnight up there. So, oh, um, in in in, in April. <laughs> yeah, but um, at Easter, yep. DJ Miss Monday, snow at yep. Easter. I, uh, oh man! <laughs> my little brother moved here a year ago. Uh, he's three years younger than me. He turned 30 on Saturday. Uh, that's our next secret disco party is his, uh, his secret birthday party. We don't throw birthday parties, but we conveniently throw some events purposely themed towards our friends that just so happen to be on their birthday weekends. Um, but nice. <laughs> he used to work, uh, Delta. So it's, do I pay to go to North Dakota and freeze my tail off or do my parents come to Texas for free? So it's, that's a pretty easy decision for them. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, DJ Miss Monday, I notice you're not going back to Detroit in February. You're <laughs> waiting until the snow is gone. You know, you remember. Yeah. You remember. Yes. Well, well when you were talking about Toronto, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right down the street. I, like I used to go to Toronto and uh, party a lot. It was a lot of fun. But to, you know, growing up right across the border there. We did have that nice little Canada access where we could go to, you know, Toronto was like three, three, hours, and 15, three hours and 15 minutes from Detroit. I mean, you just get across the border and you're flying. You're there in no time. So you oh, yeah. you grew up in Detroit. Oh, yeah. 
Um, we're about the same age. The big thing back home was on your 18th birthday, you jumped up to Canada because that's what the drinking age was for us up in up in Nine. Winnipeg. Right. Did you guys? Yeah. Did you guys? Sing right over the we had an hour. <laughs> you were right on the border. Did you guys sneak over go to the casino yeah. or what? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, Jay. Oh my gosh. I, and I had like I. Uh, I mean, they don't even really check IDs in Canada either. Like, I was, I was going over there at eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't need a No, you not those yeah. days. Not in those days. Yeah, they were. No, they, they just ask you, where are you from? IDs. Yeah, and if you if you looked like you were at least 19 years old, and I always, you know, because I'm tall, like, I I always <laughs> was able to pass like for older when I was younger, you know. I love I love Canada. I mean, I I did a tunnel in Northern British Columbia too. Uh, we were we were drilling blasting a hydroelectric power plant tunnel out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And I remember we flew in mm-hmm. and out of this little podunk airport from Vancouver uh, to this tiny airport, one gate, right? That's all it had. And <laughs> I remember one time on the way out, I got swabbed, and they're like, you tested positive uh, for explosives mm. uh, on, hands, on my hands and my Because you got the stuff on you. Right. And I go, oh, yeah, I'm doing the tunnel. We're, we're drilling blasting. I'm in charge of handling the dynamite. Zero questions asked. They apologize. Oh, sorry. You know, go go ahead. I <laughs> <laughs> I still talk. I still talk to a lot of people up there. Absolutely best people in the world up in up in Canada. It'd be it'd be fun to do something up there. That's for sure. I think if Toronto and Vancouver were you know right on the other side of the border, I think it'd be pretty hard to talk about it. You know anything but them in the conversation with you know New York, L.A., maybe even Chicago would be those two cities. They're absolutely incredible. Yeah, Montreal vibe too. I mean, it's uh, yeah, but Toronto, man, that's Toronto's. They 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 call it the most international city in North America. Yeah, I can't oh, remember the number, but their primary their number of primary languages is ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it's it's very very diverse there. I mean, the the city is just beautiful too. I love I love so the clean. little streetcars. So now, handling dynamite. Secret though, um. Well, I was going to say, um, speaking of disc- secret disco society, we uh, we're almost up against it, Miss Monday. We're almost up against it. Um, what do we got in store for hour two? Yeah. So so um, well we uh, well I made a new mix for our secret disco society pr- to promote it. Um, as Tanner had been suggesting to start using the label as also a, a music kind of a branding thing. I said, well, mm. let me do a mix. <laughs> so, you know, I made it a, 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 a house music mix to promote the, the, the party itself. Like the one, the, just like the, the concept also, but the one for here in LA too just to start getting the word out for people who don't know about Secret Disco Society in Los Angeles, when I make that mix, people will be able to uh, become more aware of it. It's pretty good. I heard it. Yeah. Fantastic. See, now you can hear her her nervousness level. I don't know why you still get nervous, Miss Monday, at any of this stuff. You're, you know, 
what is this your your ten thousandth mix you've made? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you pretty yeah, much know what you're doing on this stuff. Well, that's awesome. Now, uh, real quick before we get into hour two, though, I wanted to make sure um, we've got links up uh, to Miss Monday's Instagram, her SoundCloud, also, and we also have uh, links to uh, Tanner's uh, secret uh, disco secret disco dot society on Instagram. Is that the best place for people to, to keep abreast of uh, happenings and, 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 and updates on the uh, Yeah, we're parties? exclusively on Instagram. Uh, that's kind of always been our MO, um, just because initially, you know, it was all secret. It was all word of mouth. We think there's something special about, you know, the people following us that really want to be a part, part of the community. That's obviously going to change, you know, as we're getting as big as we are. Uh, but, yeah, for now, it's exclusively on Instagram. That's how we promote everything. Uh, that's how we connect everybody. If anybody shoots us a message, we'll respond. Um, love hearing feedback from people. Love talking to people. Love coming up with new ideas. You know, we always try to push the envelope and do something different that you know nobody else has. That's our that's our specialty. So, yeah, that's the best place to uh, to follow us and stay in touch and see what we're doing. Nice, nice. Um, any last words, Miss Monday, before we get into your new mix? Just. June 24th, anybody in Los Angeles, come out to our show at the Wisdom. Uh, we're going to have a couple of artists from uh, Austin. I know well, at least well, you're going to have at least one or two guys come out, right, to uh, be participating in it, um, Tanner? Yeah, we got a bunch of people that want to want to get out there. So there are some amazing artists that we've worked with here in Austin and would love to show some off and make them famous and get them to L.A., that's for sure. So yeah, Very so cool. so um, we're gonna be having uh, ticket links coming out soon for uh, for the party because uh, the wisdom is is the the domes where they have projections that go on top. So you're performing inside of these domes with essentially artwork all over the dome, and you could do nice. that and be whatever kind of artwork you want. So I mean, whatever the art the pre- people making the visuals want it to be. <laughs> so, so it's gonna be a pretty. Tanner, Tanner, Tanner did a party with Wisdom in during South, South, and that was when I met him. So, so when his party was with Wisdom, and so now we're doing one here in LA with Wisdom, and then Wicked Paradise is teaming up with us this time. Yeah, it's gonna be very, very cool. Some you're not used to a three sixty projection ceiling. No, how cool is that? How cool! It's like heaven. That is awesome. I love it. I or the opposite. Doing the visuals. Oh man, how cool! How cool! Now, Miss Monday, um, this month is special because uh, you know you're heading over to uh, back to Detroit uh, for the the Movement Festival. So that means, and people, you know, everybody's been bugging me on Twitter and all over the place. Um, they're like. You know, uh, when are we going to have more Monday Rocks? Well, we got two episodes this month, right, Miss Monday? Yes, two yes, episodes. because I'm on tonight. I'm, yeah, we usually do one, yeah. Very cool, very very cool. So we'll be posting about that uh, probably tomorrow, folks. Probably tomorrow. I'm, I've got to okay all the graphics and everything, um, but it's it's in process, man. It's in process. Well, very cool. Well. Tanner, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be on the show, man. Congratulations, and it sounds like you're going to kick ass, you know? 
Uh, I sure appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll build this thing organically. Hopefully, you know, the right people hear this and, and want to connect, and we can take this all over the place. So I'm excited for it. I, I'm excited to kind of tell my story on here. And, again, appreciate you guys throwing me on and let me talk for a little bit. Yay. Oh, anytime. Yeah, it's been, anytime. It's been a real treat, man. You, this has been a great show, guys. It's a nice chat with you all this evening. Very you cool. Keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Well, Miss Monday, this is your Secret Disco Society Session 1 mix. Um, I guess everybody should strap in, huh? Yeah, enjoy. Here it is, yeah. everybody. Here it is.
Music, please.
music, please.
grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. Outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discovery. This must be avoided at all costs, for discovery brings with it the penalties of society, shame, arrest, prison. So destroy the evidence, leave not a trace, burn it in paper trash. That way they can deny possessing the illegal marijuana. They can say the flaming can is part of a game. They can lie, they can swear. This time the gang's lucky. It's not the law or discovery or problems. It's just their supplier, Pete, with his number one chick. And a new guy looking for kicks. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off the kicks, girl. Same 